Welcome to the Dub Webfest show. I'm Sebastian Stevenson. Today I'm with Brian Patton, CEO of the Culinary Love Band, which has the web series The Food and Beer Geeks, a web series following the journey of an Irishman and an Austrian on a culinary journey for inspiration for their own bar in Austria. Brian tells me about the journey and more about the Culinary Love Band. And so, Brian, welcome to the show. Could you actually just tell me about the uh, Culinary Love Band and, and what it is, and also maybe why you did this web series? Thanks, Sebastian. So, the Culinary Love Band is a food and drink concept group which oversees two bars at the moment. One is called Charlie Peas, it's a pub that was based in Vienna with a dining room restaurant since 1997. And then the other is the Brickmakers, another craft beer speciality bar with a barbecue kitchen called the Big Smoke. And then the third concept we oversee is Slow Tacos, which is a, a taqueria. So that's a concept basically where we got inspiration from different interpretations of tacos. And then we made up our own taco combinations that are using definitely an influence of Mexico, but a lot of other places as well. And then we try and source all of the ingredients that go into them as locally as possible. And so where did the idea to, I suppose, for your research for coming up with this, the slow tacos concept, where did the idea come to turn that into a web series? I've been doing pop-ups in Vienna. This is my third one. And I found a location just close to the city centre based on the banks of the Danube Canal. It's very central, but it's also, I suppose, a little bit isolated. And I just thought of various ways of how to, I suppose, share the message. So I met a young filmmaker called Jakob Fischer, Beanie's filmmaker here, three years ago for the first pop-up concept, uh, which was a burger concept called It's All About the Meat Baby. So we made a short film about four minutes long. And then we we made these stickers. Um, so it was a combination of spreading the message with stickers about the film and also the restaurant. And then people w- could watch it on YouTube. So it, it just seemed to go down really well with the Viennese and, and the local people here. Then we decided the following year we would do another pop-up concept based on... Uh, I was really... Um, in London, I tasted for the first time American barbecue. So I was just madly excited about that and I wanted to learn more. So I decided to go over with two chefs to Texas to learn about authentic barbecue. And the guy, Jakob, who made the film, came along and with a film crew. And we made a sh- another short film. This time it was, was it more documentary called Big Smoke in Texas and that was about 12 minutes long and we did we then we launched that as a on YouTube and we had a a, a premiere of it in a in a an art house cinema here in Vienna and that was just a great way of kind of showing behind the scenes of who we are and what we do yeah it went down very well with people they people seemed to like it I was going to Glastonbury Festival that summer of last year and I ended up going along with a fella who's a fil- another filmmaker, Sebastian Meyer. And between um, London and Glastonbury, we had decided to go. I told him I was also going to go that Christmas and uh, New Year to L.A. and San Francisco and Mexico. And he said, yeah, he'd come along and, and we'd make a small kind of like a, yeah, a web series and put it on, on YouTube. So kind of blossomed from that and I had absolutely no idea how to really spread the message of a YouTube series. So we kind of had to learn hands-on. And yeah, that was it, really. Was that the thing you learned when making the web series was about distribution or was it simply even just the whole process? Because I would just guess that 
making a short film and making kind of an episodic series, even if it's a short one, is a very different process. And I suppose that was for, that's kind of something that was new to you because obviously you've been introduced to filmmakers. I'm not quite sure if, if you have a film background yourself or if you're primarily sort of a culinary background. No, I, I'm purely culinary. I mean, I was in the first film just, <laughs> and it was just really just a fun thing. The, it's all about the meat baby. And the second was just following us around, like I suppose an authentic documentary. So no, I mean, there's no acting. I, I can't be anything but myself. So uh, <laughs> it was it was really Sebastian's interpretation of, of what we did. But I mean, to be honest, what a huge influence for me was my kids. I have two, um, at that stage, they were 14 and 12, and they were just hooked on, on YouTubers. And they kept on talking to me or telling me about these different YouTubers, how loads and loads of people, loads of kids tune in and look at YouTubers. And then their mom took them to a, a YouTube convention in Milan, I think about a year and a half ago. And it just struck me that it was an amazing medium to to share something, you know, something filmed. And then I like we used kind of guerrilla marketing and, and just localized marketing here with a film premiere for Big Smoke, Texas. I think it it's just still got under twenty thousand views, so it's not it's not a, a big amount of views. But we realized with the food and beer geeks that we really had to you know have some type of strategy on on how people would 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 get to see it before we decided to go with our own YouTube channel. We also talked to Jamie Oliver's content agency uh, Gravity Road about going on on their channel they have a channel called uh, food tube and drinks tube and ultimately we just they liked what they saw but we we just got really excited about the idea of of being able to have your own youtube channel and that's something that we we want to develop much more in the future it, it, it really it costs a lot of money so from from now on it's really just dependent on whether we can find partners as well well i wanted to talk about actually just you know what was the budget for that because it, it's not like it's sort of shot on a crummy phone camera this is really high production value so i, I mean what was the sort of budget for this kind of thing to do what we did we did it on a shoestring i mean i'm probably not even doing it justice but we put a figure on twenty six thousand euro it's it cost more than that but that, that's that's kind of where we're at at the moment and i just wondering is it that maybe when you went to the heard about what your kids were you know viewing on youtube or was it that there was a really strong level of engagement that you saw that you, you felt that could have been really valuable to what you were doing with the culinary love band and the restaurants that you were hosting or straight up i never really looked at what they were looking at this they talk about a family called the shaytards which is basically i think a family that are filmed every day they they put something online and then miranda something i can't remember her name mm -hmm. but these are the two people they were following for a long time i i got a what do you call it a box set does um hugh ferling whiting still is a guy i love he run he does river cottage and I got a box out of that for Christmas and I looked at it and I absolutely loved it. Like it was just for me, if you're kind of really into food and stuff and growing your own vegetables and, and being sustainable and those kind of things. Um, it was amazing television, but there's nothing else like it. And it's the same as straight up talking to, to Jamie Oliver's guys, getting a decision from people like that. Or we talked to Vice Media as well, and, and they really liked what we did and they collaborated on the first film a little bit. 
But I mean, with with someone like Vice Media, for example, you you talk to Vienna, then you talk to someone in Berlin, and then you talk to someone in New York, and it's years it seems to to get answers. And and we've had feedback from people who were involved in that who really liked what we did with the food and beer geeks. So the quality of it seems to be something that that people are impressed by. But the idea of doing it yourself, yeah, I suppose. Um, River Cottage was definitely an influence. Jamie Oliver as well. You know, I really liked the way he kind of took the the kind of the the pomposity out of food and and made it more accessible to people. So, like I say, you know, just when we went and we did the the bits over in America, there's three other people following us around with cameras, and and we forget they're there. So it was. Um, it's not really it's 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 not staged in any way it's just like basically following what's happened and then sebastian i suppose makes his interpretation so from my side it's all culinary there's i know nothing about filming really okay well i I, and i suppose you probably learn you you know nothing about film you probably learned a ton about actually when it came to making it even i presume you would have been have some idea of some of the planning that was happening during the thing so i suppose the whole thing was sort of a general learning experience for you about how you know making video was and things like that yeah definitely but i i really wanted i don't know i suppose what i've done all my career is when i don't know the answer to something i ask someone who does and i don't start trying to bullshit that i know the answer so i really don't know anything about filming i and sebastian's style is not really to direct us you know, I, I would definitely in post-production and editing have more of an idea now. But when we were on the road, it was just really just for me anyway, preparing in terms of who I was going to meet and, you know, what, what, what kind of subjects we would talk about. And, and really, for me, primarily, I was learning about tacos and constantly thinking of how I would conceptualize the, the restaurant offering, the food offering. We also we got very, very lucky in that we we took a producer along with us who was very inexperienced and didn't do the great greatest job on earth. So the best <laughs> the least said about that the better. But we, we ended up having a, a very spontaneous element to to what would happen. For me, we end up meeting these superstars, you know, like I'm crazy into beer, craft beer, and we met like uh, you know the, the the pioneer of craft beer in the States. Mark Carpenter, I mean, the pop-ups, Anthony Mint runs Mission Chinese, and and he's a, you know, a, a hero of mine. So the, I was more interested in the content and the guys were, I suppose, just capturing it. And then, yeah, I definitely got a more of an understanding of it when we came home and the editing process to it, you know. And then I, I'm, I've been primarily involved in the promotion of it then. Really, we had to reach out and talk to specialists or experts in, in, in social media marketing. And YouTube have also very kindly mentored and, 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 and coached us as well. They, I think they, they liked the idea from pretty early on. Has there been much translation between people watching the web series and people going into the this particular uh, pop-up place that you have at the minute, the Slow Tacos? Yeah, definitely. Like, what we didn't want to do was an advertorial. I had absolutely no interest in doing that. And uh, hopefully we achieved that. We've purposely tried to look at getting people to look at it, be outside of Austria as well. So, for example, season two, we start filming 
in Czech. We're going to Pilsen and Prague at the middle of October. And we actually filmed already in Ireland. So we did a week in Ireland. It's actually not a week. We did four days where we managed to do uh, east, north, south and west. And that forms the next part of the series. And the, the season two, we also had to kind of understand what a strategy is because we need partners to kind of help us financially. So we've decided kind of season two is based on countries and it's it's based on what we love doing or interests we have. So it's kind of food and drink travel. And like I say, we've already filmed Ireland and we film Czech and then we're hoping, we're, it's not fixed where we go next, but we'd love to go to England, for example. We filmed um, some in England already. It's a longer story. I'm opening a brewery, a gypsy brewery, but that will form part of season two as well. And we're going to make cider in Austria, uh, farmhouse cider, which has never been done before. That's, you know, there has to have been a strategy based on where we are now. And that's why we're, we're trying to build up views, you know, outside of Austria as well. All right, so are you working on season two or is there anything else you're working on? No, season two is is definitely there. As in, we filmed a, a segment in England. We've sang, filmed in Ireland and we're about to film in, in, in Czech. It's also about money, you know. It costs so much to uh, produce these things. So my, I mean, my the financial controller and Cunley Love Band is just basically saying, we're not doing any more until we raise the cash for it so we have <laughs> raised uh, an amount of money to continue filming in in check and then we're, we're looking at trying to get maybe a presenting partner uh to to present season two all right well in that case are you, are you looking for people for those kind of projects or anything outside along or anything else you're doing inside culinary love band yeah i mean also like one thing that's become blatantly obvious and you learn as you go along. And that's, that's one thing I'd love to say from my point of view, setting up pop-ups and also about this YouTube channel is there's also, I, I, in any partnership I ever gotten get involved in, I always think of win-win. Like for example, we met a, a food blogger in, in San Francisco, you know, the people that we meet, it's kind of win-win. The people we feature, we're trying to bring attention to them as well. You know, so they would use their community to to promote it. And, and that's kind of the direction we're going. And then when we go into cities, you know, for example, food bloggers or travel bloggers know the cities better than we do or the areas. So that's what we're talking about in Czech is to reach out and, and, and talk to locals and, and, and get them to to kind of come on camera with us as well. That's one element. But but it's also um to answer your question quicker, yes, we are looking for financial partners uh, in each, and we're talking about um, uh, what we what we're doing in Ireland, for example, is we're going to try and reach out to Board Falcha and Board Bia, and then we're also going to try and see would one of the the bigger brands, you know, such as maybe an Irish whiskey or Irish butter or you know, and an, a, a beer uh, might be interested. But it's also a question of like, I don't want to compromise what, what we do and, and go down. And, and that's, we've been lucky so far in that some of the financial support we've got, anybody who's who's come on board understands that. And they don't want to be involved in something where you kind of sit there in a very superficial way with a product in your hand. 
<laughs> Brian Patton from the Food and Beer Geeks web series and CEO of the Culinary Love Band. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Dub Web Fest show. Follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes for the latest episodes as they come out. Keep up with the festival on Facebook and Twitter and the web series seen around the world. Search for Dub Web Fest. Check out DublinWebFest.com to find out how to submit your web series to the festival and more information about the festival happening this November. See you in two weeks. <laughs>